Hello, and welcome to the River Audio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel His love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Genesis chapter 2. In verse 18, Genesis 2 and 18. And while you are turning there, if it's not too much, could we ask all of our moms to stand just for one moment? Moms, would you please stand? Moms, I'm not looking at you, Chris. Would you let these moms know how much we love them? Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Got Easton in here. You're going to be my amen corner, okay? All right, he said, yeah. I showed him the pancake I made for myself. It was bigger than his head. I always save the the last in the bucket. I just dump it all out, you know. Genesis 2, 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone, that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Would you pray with me? Father, thank you again for today. Thank you for this word, and I ask for your help as I bring it forward. Help me to preach your word, your way. Father, help me to preach it full of your love, and Father, help me to preach it in the simplest way, a way that we can all understand and digest it, and Father, touch us and stir our faith that we would receive it with faith, that it may profit us something this morning. Father, that we would be able to bear the image of the one who gave it. Father, that we will leave equipped to look like you and to love like you. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. I've never been a a person to try to always preach, uh, you know, per holidays, try to preach a real particular way per holiday. And a lot of places where you preach the same you know, the same message, you know, every Easter, the same message every Mother's Day, Father's Day. But last year, I brought something on Mother's Day, and I heard so much feedback from people. I heard several say it was the greatest Mother's Day message they had ever heard, but I heard some saying that it was the greatest message they had heard, that they hadn't, that they didn't know the information. Now I'm not. I didn't copy paste, uh, and so if you if you heard this last year, this is not going to be a, a copy paste. But this is inspired from last year's message. And how many of you know the gospel? We preach the gospel every week, over and over and over again. We present that information, and you can never ever hear God's word enough. It doesn't matter how many times you hear God's word; it is always new. It is always fresh because it's alive. It is alive. God's word is alive. It is breathing, and we need to hear it again and again. We need to be re, 
minded, reminded. I want to remind you of the word. You know what it means to be reminded? It means you get rid of your mind and you get another mind. You get reminded. I want my mind to get reminded all over again. So I, I want to share this with you and I want to tell you just how much, how highly God thinks of women and how highly that we at this church that have realized this message is just amazing. And we want to honor women, and today specifically moms, but all women. The Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. You know, the Bible has been abused and twisted, and people will look for Bible verses to fit their agenda and try to force a Bible verse to accomplish what they want it to accomplish. And I think it's really, really sad. I don't think it's sad. It's, it's, it's uh, a terrible tragedy. The plight of women throughout the ages being oftentimes beaten down, if not physically, verbally, or not thought of, uh, thought of as second-class citizens, not given, given a role in society. You know, there are people here in this very room that remember generations that were very, very different in how society viewed and treated women. And many times, people will try to use Bible verses to accomplish uh, their twisted view of how things should be. But here we go back to the very, very beginning. Here we go to Genesis, Genesis, the second chapter. And it says, in reference to the creation of the woman, God says he will make a help meet, a help meet. When we read that in English, when we read those words, help and meet, we say, oh, he made a helper for man. He made man great, and then he made a helper that was fitting for him. He made a fitting helper, an appropriate helper. We see that word help, and we think, ah, the man needs an understudy for his important stuff. The man needs an assistant. Wrong. Wrong. The word helper, and I know that our women have been learning a lot about this over the past probably two years, but the word helper in Hebrew, in this verse, that women have been named, it is the Hebrew word, come on, you can do better than that, the Hebrew word azer, E-Z-E-R is how we would spell it, is the Hebrew word azer. This is not a word that probably should have been translated simply helper. This word is a fierce word. This word is a word of might. It is a word of power. It is a word of strength. It is a word of protection. This is a big 
awesome, important word, azer. The Bible only uses this word to talk about two things. In all of the scripture, this word azer is only permitted to be used in two areas. The biggest time that we see it used, or the most uses of it, is it is when the armies of Israel are called on for help in battle. Whenever God wanted his armies to be called upon to help someone in battle, to help a nation or a kingdom that was in need, the name for God's mighty armies that would come in to protect and do what that army could not do, that kind of help is Azer. It is Azer. It's a powerful word. God himself, as he stood with and protected Israel, referred to himself, Azer. I said two, three. Referred to himself, the armies of God, and God himself is referred to as Azer. The only other place is this is the word God has given to women. This is the name and the title. The same thing that he called himself in terms of rescue and military defense and protection is the word, ladies, that he calls you. And no one else has been given this name, Azer. Our precious wives and mothers, men, have been named the protection of God, the might of God, the power of God, the armies of God, the defense of God, the rescue of God, the shield of God. Our wives, our mothers, and our daughters. Azer. Do you remember Zena, warrior princess? Well, you are mom, a warrior princess. <laughs> this is what God has to say about you. But many people never rise to the occasion of their calling if no one tells them what that calling is. Did you ever realize that you have a gift in an area that you didn't even know you had? You discovered this gift, and you thought, I've lived all these years, and I didn't know this was in me. Maybe you got in a situation where you had to do something, and you had never been in the situation where you had to do it. And all of a sudden, the pressure of life squeezed out what was there, and you didn't even know. Something you thought you never could have done, and all of a sudden, the pressure comes, and you do it. You see, pressure reveals what's on the inside of something. If you squeeze an orange, you get orange juice. Pressure should reveal what's on the inside. And all of a sudden, this comes out. Many times, people don't stand up and operate in their gift if nobody calls it up. If nobody says, this is what's inside of you. But I'm telling you today, this, ladies, is what's inside of you. This is, this is who God created you to be. You are Azer. 
the kingdom of God needs you and your family needs you. Your family needs you. Let's look at the text again. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Now the word help there is azer, but the word meet, ladies, anybody? Conegdo. Azer conegdo. This is what God calls the woman. In Hebrew, conegdo can simply be wrapped up suitable. Suitable. You are the right azer for your family. You are the right azer for the task that you've been called to. You are the right azer for 2023. You are the right azer for wherever you're operating right now. It is one who corresponds. Now listen to this. Men, you might need to hear this louder than the women. They already know this. It means equal or adequate. When God saw that the man was alone, God said, I'll make him a warrior princess that is his equal. I cannot believe the women did not tear chairs out of the floor, shout the house down. Let me say that one more time in case you didn't catch it. God says he created you an equal. An equal. So no matter who tells you that you're less than, no matter who tells you that you are beneath, or in this climate that we're living in, no matter who tells you you need to be something completely different to be okay, God says you are more than enough being the men and the women of God and that you are equals having been created and have different roles and different components in different parts to make up the whole, to make up the complete. Men, we are incomplete without them. Women, you are incomplete without us. Now, I don't mean that everybody's supposed to be married. I don't mean that if you're called not to be married that you're incomplete. What I'm saying is that God has a whole plan and a whole purpose, and men are men, and women are women. Men are only men, and women are only women. And the way God made us, that is more than enough to get the job done. Amen? An adequate equal. An adequate equal. All right, men, get ready for this. The word also means one who stands in front of you. God created the woman to stand in front of the man. Somebody say you're blocking. Come on. <laughs> God created the woman to block the man when necessary. Now, I'm going to say something here, and it's going to make you mad, and then it's going to make you glad. And it's going to be funny where the amens come from or where they don't. Women are manipulators. What did you say, Molly? Say the other part. <laughs> Daniel seems really satisfied right now that he's had good church today. He put his drink up on that one. 
Women are manipulators. Do you know that the word manipulate is not a bad word? It really depends on how you use it. There are lots of things we have to manipulate. There are lots of situations we have to manipulate. When we try to help somebody understand something they're not understanding, it is a manipulation. It doesn't automatically mean ill intent. It doesn't automatically mean deceptive. It doesn't mean false. It doesn't mean untruthful. It doesn't mean any of those things. It means to manipulate it. It means to move it and turn it and get it how it needs to be. You remember, the, what was that toy? A bop it? Bop it? Twist it? You know, all the, remember those bop? Anybody, anybody ever have a bop it? A couple of you? All right. The rest of you are like, I don't know. So listen, nobody, nobody can calm a man down when he's worked up like a woman can. Nobody can talk a man back down like a woman. And nobody can fire a man up. <laughs> like this is just real talk, right? And nobody can fire a man up. Listen, women have been given a good, holy God to, to manipulate, to be able to talk and say, whoa, 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 think about this, calm down, hold on a minute. Now, any gift is destructive if we pervert the use of it. You know, when we think about the strengths and weaknesses of a man, and we think about the strengths and weaknesses of, of a woman, there are things that tend more to women and things that tend more to man, you know? And so you'll hear people say, women are manipulative, you know? And they're meaning it in a negative sense. Only the ones that are using it negatively. Do you hear me? But there is a, there is a God-given gift. The woman, and we hear about a woman's intuition. Listen, Rose picks up on stuff that I don't pick up on. I have become wise enough to pay attention to her when she says, hold up, something's wrong with this situation. I know that when my wife says that, it is for me. It is for our family. And I need to say, wait a minute, step back and consider. See, Rose and I know that we are equals. We do not have the same gifts. We have different gifts, and we both need each other to get the thing done right for us and for Moriah and Deacon and for the house of God and for this work that we've been called to. And so I need her. I need that gift that's inside of her, one who corresponds, an equal or an adequate, one who stands in front of you. What does this mean? This means that as men and women, you know, we talk about standing side by side, and it's true, but it also means that we stand face to face. It means that we stand face to face. Azer Conegdo, ladies, Part of your calling and your God-given gift is to not allow you, to not allow the man just to go however he wants to go. Men, I'm probably not going to be really popular with you, but part of your, your, part of your wife's God-given calling is to hold you accountable, is to hold you accountable. 
Now, that goes two ways. Come on. We need accountability with one another. And we need accountability also brother to brother and sister to sister. We need that. But women, that is part of the gift that God has put inside of you is that when you see something that could harm your family, when you see something that could harm your marriage, you have a God-given obligation. You know, there was a time when uh, society acted like women were supposed to just be quiet. Not that way anymore, is it? You know what has happened, though? People have responded against the thing that was wrong, but instead of responding against it rightly, now they've responded against it and lost their minds. For years, there were women that felt suppressed and were being suppressed. And then there was an uprisal of people saying, this is not right. And now in an attempt to what overcompensate now you got men playing women's sports and men on the cover of women's magazines and everything has spun out of control do you know what i think needs to happen what i think needs to happen is that while our sons and while our daughters are little we need to stand up with a bible we need to stand up with the word of god in love and say Come here, baby. Do you know you're a warrior princess? Do you know you are Azer Konegdo? Do you know what God put inside of you? Do you know the authority that you have? Do you know that you're an equal? Do you, come on. What if we started pouring into our children who they really are? who they really are from the time they've been born? And then when they get a little older, they don't have any confusion. I love this meme that's been circling. It's a, it's a 1950s housewife mixing a bowl, and her little girl there, and her little girl says, Mommy, I think I'm a boy. And the mom says, Well, you're not. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Well, you're not. You're not. Hallelujah. We'll get feedback on this message. We will get feedback on this message. Part of your calling is to stand and ask questions. Love your kids, love your husband enough to put them in their place. Love them enough to stop them and say, nope. I've been called to be a warrior I've been called to protect you. You see, as men, we think we're supposed to protect. And there, there, is, there is a truth in that on how we protect our family. But your wife is called to protect you. But many times they don't know that because nobody told anybody. And people just get quiet. And they just sit and allow their home to be destroyed, their family to be destroyed, their kids, their husband, their marriage to be destroyed. You're Azer Konegdo. You're this face-to-face defense, this face-to-face protector. What an incredible thing. What an incredible creation is woman. What an amazing, amazing being that God made. Azer Konegdo, a rescuer, who shields and protects. A rescuer 
who strengthens and walks alongside, but will also stand in front of and hold accountable. Azer, Kenegdo. The Azer walks side by side. The Kenegdo stands face to face. And you're both. Rose said it like this. We are life bringers and life givers. I'm continuing her quote. Our job is twofold. We strengthen and aid and walk alongside as long as God is being glorified. But when we see our husbands, kids, or friends start to forget who they are in Christ or go in another direction, we stand them, stand against them square in the face, and we begin to remind them whose they are. She says, I know the Bible says the husband is the head of the house, and he is. But while the husband is the head, the wife is the heart. She says, we were never an afterthought. We were the answer. You are an answer. God creates a human being and says, wait a minute, something's missing. We have a problem. We have an issue. What will be the answer? What will be the resolution? What will be the completion? I'll make Azer Kenegdo. I'll make woman. You are an answer. That's who you are. Think about this. We know that so many things in our life and so many things in the natural world around us are pictures of things in the spirit. God has given us so many things to symbolize so we can understand. For instance, marriage is a picture of salvation. In salvation, Christ is the husband. The believer is the bride of Christ, the body of Christ. We, in salvation, have been joined as one to Jesus. He is the head, but we are the body. And together, we accomplish his will and his purpose on earth of spreading his word. Well, marriage, the, the reason marriage is given is to paint the picture of salvation. Now, it's very easy to understand the, that uh, fathers are supposed to be a picture of the heavenly father. That's easy. That's a given. Think about this. It was the Holy Spirit that carried out the father's design in creation. When we read about the world being created, it was we see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that actually carried it out and performed that which was in the heart of the Father by way of the Son, Jesus. But it was the Holy Spirit that carried it out. The Holy Spirit is the one that performs what Jesus paid for. The Father wanted us back when we were lost. He sent Jesus the Son. Jesus dies on the cross. But it is the Holy Spirit at the moment of conversion that brings the washing and the regeneration of your spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that performs Jesus' salvation that the Father ordered. The Holy Spirit. Now, is there anyone here that would ever suggest that God the Holy Spirit is weak? I wouldn't think so. 
and I wouldn't dare. We would never think of the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit, as weak. Would we ever think that the Holy Spirit is less God than the Father or the Son? Now, sadly, many, out of ignorance, do. They don't realize They think that the Father is God. They're not sure what Jesus is. And in the Holy Spirit, just kind of this wispy energy floating around or something. You'll you'll hear people that are ignorant of the word. They'll say God and Jesus. If you ever hear somebody say God and Jesus, you know that they're, I don't mean that in a demeaning way, but you know they're ignorant of the word. It's not God and Jesus. It's God and God. It's God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus is no less God than the Father. So it's not God and Jesus. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God, God, God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. We would not suggest that the Holy Spirit is weak. We would not suggest that the Holy Spirit is less God than the Father or the Son. Right? Now, keep that that thought in mind. In the garden, when man needed help, God created woman, right? After the cross, when humanity needed help, God sent the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, John 14, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. It is easy to recognize that men, that dads, are a picture of the heavenly father. But women were given as a picture of the Holy Ghost. Women are the earthly picture of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? Give the Lord a hand clap. Women are the picture of... Of the Holy Spirit of God. That's who you're representing. Men might be leading the household, but women are keeping it in check. A woman's intuition. You know what the woman's intuition is? It's a gift from the Holy Spirit, which you're the picture of. And we better pay attention when a woman of God speaks. If there, is a, if there is a woman who is walking with the Lord in the word, praying, and that woman says, hold up, something. Maybe you can put your finger on it. Maybe you can't, but something. We should pay attention to that gift. We should pay attention to it. So this is what I want to say about this today. Moms, and not just moms, And how many of you know there have been a lot of people that might not have biological children, but they have been moms to a lot of people? Amen. So when I say this, I say it to you. Moms, you have operated in this gift many times, maybe without ever knowing it. This Azer Conegdo. You have operated in it even if you didn't know you were. Now, maybe you can look back at different times and things in your life and say, oh my goodness, that's what that was. That's what that was. And you see it evidenced in your life. You are operating in it. 
maybe without ever being appreciated for it. It can be a thankless job, can't it? Maybe without feeling like you were worth anything. Many times moms who have done everything go around feeling like they've done nothing when they've done it all. Well, you are worth something. You are doing something. You have done something, and it's amazing. I have two questions today. Two questions. Moms, look at your families. Look at your kids. Now, different ones have different ages, you know. Lala, you'd be a great example of this. So I'll say it to you, but I'll say it to everybody. Look at Zach. Look at Bubby. Look at Benji. Now, Nick, how long have you been here? <laughs> 10 years. All right. Nick's been here for 10 years. Thank God. Zach, Bubby, Benji, and you. Here's my question. What if you hadn't? What if you hadn't? What if you hadn't stepped up to the plate? What if you hadn't prayed those prayers? What if you hadn't fed those mouths? What if you hadn't sacrificed to put clothes on them? What if you hadn't stayed up late? What if you hadn't gotten up early? What if you hadn't done what somebody else should have been doing, but it fell to you? But look at them now. And look at where you're at. You've done a lot. As a matter of fact, what you have done is probably humanly impossible. But there was a gift called Azer Konegdo working down on the inside of you, and somehow with your intuition, you picked up on it, and you yielded to it, and you flowed with it, and what if you hadn't? What if you hadn't? Here's my second question. I'm telling you today who you are, Azer Konegdo. Here's the second question. What if you don't? What if you don't? What if you don't take this and start today? Lori's youngest just graduated Friday. Some of you, your kids are just starting out. This is who you are, so be this. This is who God says you are, no matter what anybody in your house says. They might be wrong. They'll just have to be wrong. And you will gracefully, mercifully, lovingly be who you are no matter what. It doesn't matter what the world says you are or what the world says you're not. When the world doesn't know what a woman is and the world says anybody can be a woman, I say, no, they cannot. 
They can cut off whatever they want. They can pump in whatever they want. They can paint on whatever they want. But I'm telling you, a woman is only one thing, and they're made by God, and they're made beautifully, and they're made wonderfully. And a real woman is Azer Kenegdo, and nobody else is. You are something amazing. You are the crowning jewel. After he made man, he said, not quite. Something's, something's not here. Ah, oh, the woman. So what if you don't do it? It's bigger than a feeling. It's bigger than a desire. It's bigger than a temptation. It's bigger than a suggestion. It's who you are and who God made you to be. What if you don't run with that? You know, there are people that believe that if one person doesn't get the job done, somebody else will. Do you know there are lots of things that God has intended that never got done? Because the person that he called didn't do it. So it simply didn't happen. Women have a gift that God put in them that is unique to them. How do you think they've pulled off the impossible all these years? Men, women are literally God-created superheroes. They really are. God did this. Do we want to send our daughters out of our homes and into their own marriages and families without them knowing this? In this day and age? Who will tell them if you don't? I can only tell a few at a time a few times a year. Who will tell your daughters if you don't tell them? And what will they tell them? What will they tell them that they are? Azer Conegdo is not just a gift to own. It's to be carried out. What if you don't? What will go missing? What will go on undone? And what will happen to the ones after you? You are a stand alongside, but be ready to stand face to face and stand for this. Know it, realize it, rise up, take your place. Shake your family, shake your church, shake your community, and shake this whole world with the truth of the gospel. It's who you are and it cannot happen without you. Happy Mother's Day. Give the Lord a hand clap. Singers, musicians, praise the Lord. I know that for a couple of years, we have been learning this uh, Rose is a Bible studier in a way that I'm not. 
we have different we have different giftings. We have different giftings, and so I'm constantly learning things from Rose. She can do. I'm I'm not a reader. It's hard for me just to read and read and read. If something gets my attention, I'll start reading because I want to know that specific thing. But Rose, she'll open up the Bible and just read. And then just learn all kinds of stuff. That's very hard for me. But when she gets excited and says, oh, listen to this. Now I got something to preach, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, it works out, so it works out really, really well. But she's a star. Anyway, we've been learning this here for the last couple of years. I'm, I'm curious. How many that are here, this is maybe the first time you've heard about Azer Konegdo. Wave to me if this is, see, folks, we need, we need to be shouting this from the housetop. We need to be screaming this. We need to be declaring how awesome women are. Amen? We need to realize how great our moms are and our aunts and our sisters and our daughters. And all. we need to realize this. And we need to let them know. We need to let them know. Start pointing stuff out inside of people and calling it up. When you start telling people, hey, did you know this is inside of you? Did you know that you are a warrior princess? Did you know you're like Zena? Come on. <laughs> Man, when you, when you tell people, it manifests. It comes up because maybe it didn't cross their mind. And you're going to help people to shake the whole globe. You're going to help people to shake the whole globe. Teach your babies this. I cannot tell you how many young ladies that we have heard from that in their teenage years that they gave themselves away without actually even wanting to. For this reason, wanting to be accepted. Well, first of all, let me tell you that if that's what's required for you to be accepted, that's the wrong person for you to want to be accepted by because they have no idea who you are. They have no idea your value. They have no idea what you are worth. They have no idea what's inside of you. They have no idea the gift that you are. So why don't we teach our daughters how valuable they are so when somebody tries, they say, actually, you can't afford me. I require a ring, I require a church, I require a preacher, I require a getting to know, I, acquire, I require through my daddy, come on, and through my mom who is a warrior princess. What if we told them while they were little what they were worth? What if we build them up in it every day? So when the lie comes in, so when some little idiot comes along and says, oh, you're fine. You're, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. 
Tell me something my daddy ain't already told me. I already know I'm beautiful. Come on. Come on. Let's start pouring people's value into them. And not just the girls, but the boys and everybody. Let's start building people up and tell them who God made them to be. Turn this thing around. Turn this thing around. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? there's somebody here today and listen I I want it to be that all of the information builds you up but if I were to let you leave here today without telling you one last thing I'd be stealing from you and it's this you can know everything in the world about the Bible you can know everything in the world about God but if you leave this life without having personally accepted Jesus as Savior, you are not going to live in eternity with Him. You are going to perish. Friend, there is only one way to salvation. There is only one way to eternal life. There is only one way to heaven. There is only one way to the Father. And it is through Jesus Christ. God's Son and God Himself. Jesus Christ left heaven and came to earth and lived a sinless life. And then He died on the cross in our place. He died as if it was us dying on the cross. And He paid for our sin. And three days later, He got up again and He's alive. Right now, he's seated on the right hand of the Father, the Bible says, making intercession for us, praying. He's our go-between. He connects us to the Father. If you have never accepted Jesus as Savior, you are not going to heaven. You are not a child of God. Well, we're all just children of God. Nope. We're all the creation of God. But we are not the children of God until we by faith accept him and are born again into the family. Jesus told Nicodemus, he said, you cannot see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. Jesus went on to say, you must be born again. And then he gave him John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. Come on. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you have not received Jesus, your name is not in the book. You're not part of the family and you're not on your way to heaven. But you can be. You say it sounds pretty expensive. Oh, it is. It's more than you can pay for. It's It's not free. It's just that somebody else paid for it. If you want that today, you say, I want to know that my sins are forgiven. I want to be born again. I want Jesus to live in me. I want God inside of me. I want to know I'm on my way to heaven. You simply come to him in faith and you tell him that from your heart. God, I know I'm a sinner. 
I know you sent your son to die for me. I know he did. Jesus, I know you got up. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. And if you, from your heart, place faith in what he did on the cross, you're saved. If you want that right now, step out of your seat and come and stand with me. I will lead you in that prayer. You don't need me, but we're already here together. So it would be a great honor to me if you would allow me to lead you in that prayer. Would there be one here today? I don't care how young. I don't care how old. You say, I want that. I want Jesus in me. Would you step out from where you are and would you come? And I will pray with you. Anybody at all. Anybody at all. Come right now. Don't wait. Don't wait a single minute. You say, I want Jesus. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. Would you come right now? If you're watching at home, you do not have to be in this room. I'm going to offer this prayer. And wherever you are, you can pray this prayer with me. I'm going to help you with the words, but it's not my prayer. It's your prayer. You're praying this to him from your heart. Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you love me. Jesus, I know you came. I know you died for me. And I know you rose again. I say yes to you. Forgive me. Wash me clean. Come into my life. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, would you please click the message button? Would you let me know that you received Jesus today? I've got a book that I want to send you. It teaches you about prayer and Bible study and worship, and it will help you to get started in your walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks again for listening to the River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons are an encouragement to your life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook and Instagram at The River.